right, everybody. Welcome to Launchpad Pod. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And we're continuing our little shorty series, the What Have You Been Watching series. And today we have a special guest. Our guest in the Launchpad is Chris Canabo. Chris, welcome. What up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Chris and I have been work friends, and he's coming on to do an episode. Chris, what, what episode are you coming on? I'm coming on the Godzilla episode. Hell the episode yeah. I was born to be on. <laughs> that is going to be a fun one, guys. I'm pretty excited about it. To get things going, what have you been watching? Chris, what have you been watching? My watching has been kind of boring. I'm Honestly, I've introduced Tasha to the office, so that's been pretty much constant. The American office? Yeah, the American office. I'd be better off saying what have I been playing, because I would play a lot more Ooh, video games and watch stuff. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, what have you been playing, dude? The newest thing is just... Me and Tasha playing the new Kirby game for Switch. Nice. It's fun. It's the most Japanese game I've ever played. It's like, you could be like Bulk Ultraman, but it's like the cutest <laughs> video game ever. <laughs> Bulk Ultraman. Because all funny. the enemies look like cute objects. You don't know if they're supposed to be friends and you could toss hearts at them and become friends with them. <laughs> it's the friendliest game ever. What's it called? <laughs> Fucking adorable. It's game? called Kirby Star Allies. That's that's pretty hysterical. Yeah. And we've been bouncing between other stuff, playing a lot of Skyrim right now, too. Is on Switch. On Skyrim on Switch. How's that yeah. port? Is it pretty good? Yeah, it's good. It's still as buggy as the regular <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but those games are sick as hell. I love some Skyrim. Yeah. I got to tell you, uh, I know Chris and I have just met. I'm not a big video game guy. I'm not a big technology guy, but I just downloaded um, The Last of Us. Uh, yeah. I know, like, I'm fucking late to that party. I know that. <laughs> That's such a good game, though. Oh, it's yeah. super fucking cool. I'm only, like, 20 minutes into it. I don't have the patience to sit there for super oh. long. But it's it's pretty fucking cool so far. And I yeah. actually it made me have a dream last night of, like, post-apocalyptic surviving type shit, which was awesome. It was better than the video game, but the game is pretty cool, and like, like I said, yeah. I'm not a huge game guy, but that's pretty fucking cool. Last of yeah. Us has one of my favorite incarnations of zombies, how they do the zombies, mm -hmm. and there's sections of that that are creepier, creepy as hell, and, and I hope you beat that game, Rumi, because the end is incredible. The end is really like well-crafted, and it's more story than it is how you play it, but it's mm. like where the story goes at the end is like, damn, dude. That's, I might just have my friend um, Adam, who I think we've talked about on the podcast before, yeah. who lived, used to live across the street from me when I was growing up, and he had Nintendo first. Mm. He would get through the shit that I couldn't do. So I might just have him play the next like <laughs> 35 hours just to get to the end, and then I'll just do that whatever the last part is. Let me borrow that save file. I just want to see the ending. <laughs> yeah, I think I literally, the thing I just did, we were, I was. it looks like you're in a subway station, and there's the clickers, Yeah. and I'm like sneaking around. It's all pitch black, and you got to like sneak up behind them and stab them with a shiv. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah. fucking cool. It's really mm -hmm. cool. The first, oh, I thought the opening situation was the, was the scariest. If you're not familiar with the game, it opens at the beginning of a tragedy type of thing. Like, like some catastrophic event is happening, and you play a little kid walking around the house trying to figure out what's going on. And there's like police cars fly by outside. Yeah. The news is on. So you're getting snippets of stuff from that. You're looking for your father. It's pretty fucking cool. I, I thought that was like a really cool intro. And then the rest of the game happens. No spoiler alert. Check it. Check it out. If you, I mean, fucking, I'm the only person who probably just discovered this. Yeah. Late <laughs> the game the is from like 1971. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also talking about Skyrim. That's like a decade old. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But hey, the classics, you can't you can't forget the classics, man. They're all so good. Chris, you make video games. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, at least help make video games. <laughs> Why don't you give a plug for it, man? That would be great. We just finished a game we've been working on for five years called Mike Dies. <laughs> These guys were kind enough to plug it on their social media stuff, too. Yep. Yeah. 
good. Mike Dies is really cool. It's like a platforming game in space with a lot of different like pathways, and there's like an interesting storyline about why he's dying so much. I was just going to uh, say, what happens to Mike? <laughs> <laughs> he dies a lot. A lot. But the dying is satisfying, and it's really quick to get back into action. All yeah. right. And it's yeah. it's kind of a platformer puzzle type yeah, game. Puzzle um, platformer game. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. Good animations. Uh, you know, cool story. Cool, cool look. I'm into it, and you guys should check it out. Mike dies. It's on Steam. Yeah, thank you for sure. So, you've been playing games, Rumi. What have you been watching? Well, actually, if you guys haven't been checking out Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime has some really good old horror, like yep. like from seventies to the early 90s but like some really good stuff stuff i've seen a thousand times stuff i haven't seen Rumi, when we did our uh, episode with the test pattern podcast yeah which comes out next week april 4th to get ready for that and then also to come down from that i watched a shit ton of old italian horror movie and there's a bunch of them on there good ones bad ones yeah um same with uh american horror i just watched one that i've never i had never seen before called called trick or treats it's not trick or treat it's not Chopping Mall. It's Trick or Treats. And I re- this is one that, like, as I was scrolling through Amazon, I saw the little um, the little thumbnail of the poster, and I was like, fuck, I remember seeing that in the video store. It's a shopping bag that has, it's ripped down the side a little. It's got a severed head in it and blood coming out. Yeah. And it says, the tagline is dot, 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 when Halloween night stopped being fun. <laughs> it's The movie opens, and it's like uh, some, some kid gets a babysitter. Babysitter's pretty hot. Father is um, John Carradine or David Carradine, some sort of Carradine, and he immediately starts macking on this hot babysitter. His wife catches him, is mad, but there's no consequences for anybody. They leave, <laughs> and you're waiting for like something to be a thing. It's not, and the little boy, Rumi, it's fucking you. Oh, thanks. It's this, <laughs> and, not, and I'm not saying that because he's a little pudgy jerk that no one seems to like, <laughs> but. He immediately starts doing magic tricks and scary tricks to this chick immediately. Like like a la like uh, Harold and Maude type stuff where some of the stuff looks like he's dead. Some of the stuff is him in a creepy uh, mask popping up outside the window after scaring her. But it's just nonstop. And the best part is he must do like four or five big ones. She falls for it every fucking time. <laughs> Yells at him and he's like, oh, this is just how I express myself and I want friends and I just want to show you this cool stuff. Then she's like, no, I'm yelling at you and I'm going to tell your mom. And then he's like, okay, I'll make myself a sandwich. Chop off my finger. And she's freaking out. It's like, fuck that. Have you never heard the story of the boy who cried wolf? Like if a kid did that to me one time, I'd be like, nope. Nope. Go you put your fucking finger you back ever. on. When you when, when yeah, when you start your color starts draining, I'll believe that you cut your finger off. <laughs> we just did an episode of TV where this kid cuts off all his fingers. For real, yeah. he's not trying to trick a baby. Yeah, no, as a as as a joke for the show, he just fucking cuts all his fingers off, <laughs> and it's just blood everywhere. It's hysterical. I I won't say what show it is because we're probably not supposed to. But it's, oh yeah, it it's, might be early. Keep an eye out for that shit. It's gonna be awesome. That movie's funny. Uh, what ends up happening? What makes it scary? I guess actually, at the beginning of the movie is a wealthy couple at a pool. Yeah, yelling about like how they hate each other. They're gonna have like, they're not they're gonna be divorced or whatever. And the um. The guys with the butterfly nets come and try to take this guy away because they think he's a killer. Do they literally have butterfly nets? No, but they, that, that's the only thing missing. Otherwise, it's they're, like two burly guys in like short white shorts and stuff. Yeah. And they're chasing him around the pool and they fall in. So he 
he is um, in like a uh, a mental institution, and we keep trekking back in with him. But he doesn't seem he seems like killer crazy, not like I don't know what's happening crazy. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm gonna get out of here and kill everybody, but I'm gonna get out of here." So he comes up with this whole plan, and we keep checking back in with him. And it's almost like the night he came home type of thing, where like the story where this little kid and shit is is in his house. So we're we're to think he's gonna come back. And I think there's a couple red herrings of who's actually doing the killings when the killings start. But like, no, it's fucking him. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's not it's nothing necessarily original, but it's fun. It it walks that line of like. You know this, you know not only the genre, but you know this type of movie, you know how things are going to go, but there's a couple cool effects, there's a couple cool things where she thinks it's the kid, but it's not the kid. The girl's pretty cute. It's fun. One of the Carradines gets in there for a hot second. <laughs> and dude, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, Rumi did that to a babysitter. Rumi did that to a babysitter. I was definitely putting... I, Rumi's mom got called for that. <laughs> I, I had this box that had a hole in the bottom, and inside the box there was cotton... Yeah, and, and you could put your finger inside the hole, and <laughs> and hold the box that made it look like you were just like, oh, look what I got here, and you pull it out, and there's like a severed finger, and then you make it jump, and everybody. Yeah, would but freak your out. mom told me that you did it with a severed penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't a dick in the box. <laughs> no, that would be. That'd be baller. Some kid that did that to me while I was babysitting. Oh I my mean, God. first of all, I'd get arrested probably. Now right? that now that Dick in a Box song with uh, Justin Timberlake. That's where they got the idea. Iron Man. It's like they open the box. It's just a severed dick. <laughs> so what have you been watching? Oh, severed dicks in boxes. Oh, gross. Yeah, what I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. At the recommendation of my brother and his wife, Kevin and Meg, thanks for listening, guys, uh, I watched Tango and Cash, the Sylvester right? Stallone, Kurt Russell masterpiece. This movie is insanity. They play LA cops that are competing. You know, they don't play by the rules at all at all this would be like a pr nightmare if they were actual cops uh <laughs> kurt russell has a boot gun which he can like stick his foot out and fire it and you're like cool cool <laughs> um, sylvester stallone's like trying to play like nice guy cop and it's so confusing because you're like and isn't he like a glasses and yeah. like suits and stuff all the time he, he's, he's like, like the straight one he's like the clark kent like you're right. expecting him to rip it off and just be rambo again but <laughs> no he's he's clark kent the whole movie <laughs> And they go on this adventure, and this movie is such a mess because it doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy or an action movie because I guess they kept firing directors, and it started with one director who was like, I want it to be an action movie. And they fired him, and they brought in the director from Purple Rain, the Prince movie, and was like, I want it to be a comedy. So it's like all over the place. It culminates in this moment where they're in prison because they get framed for espionage murder type stuff they're in prison and the inmates control the prison and it's this like gnarly torture scene where they're dipping them in bathtubs with electrical wires shocking the shit out of them and it it's like brutal as hell it's like savage shit and you're like wait wasn't this the goofy silly movie like five minutes ago now we're torturing the shit out of these guys and then they escape and they it, it ends in like a monster truck rally with machine guns. Like, remember every G.I. Joe toy commercial and like every <laughs> truck had missiles on it? That's what it turns into. But real life, like these monster trucks are smashing through houses and missiles are firing off of trucks. And the whole time, Jack Palance is in his mansion going, Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango. And like, it's it's bananas and bonkers. At one point, Kurt Russell's in drag for a good like 30 minutes. And you're just like, okay, 
<laughs> okay, cool, cool. Kurt Russell, looking hot there, bro. It's one of those movies that almost feels like the short ends of like five other movies. Yes. And they yeah. throw them together. But it like I don't want to say it works, but it doesn't not work. It's at least a fun hour and a half, uh, two hours. It like was it's glorious. a good time. Yeah. I mean it it was awesome. And like I'm getting Kevin and Meg because they got me into this and I was like, you have to watch Over the Top and you have to watch Demolition Man. <laughs> Over the Top. That's the arm wrestling video, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. The arm wrestling video where he has like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger move that like every time beats him. Doesn't matter what he's doing. It's like pulling out the sword and the light shines and like, go oh, over the top. But like you'd think, why wouldn't you just go over the top first? Right. <laughs> this I, is your complaint yeah. about Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why would they just pull, Voltron? Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just pull the sword out first? And over the top. What if he gets to the final, final like competition, the arm wrestling competition, and they go, "Okay, no over the top move, guys." And he's like, "Oh no, that's my trump card." <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> How am I gonna win this truck and my son's love now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the under the bottom finals. He's like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I built that rig in my car to work my arm out for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I watched that. I watched Thor Ragnarok. I finally saw it late to that game. I I still haven't seen it. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. I heard it's a lot of fun. A lot of people are like, I hate it because it's just a straight comedy Mm -hmm. with some great action moments. But I was like, I fucking love this because I don't care about Thor. I like the idea of Thor. But his past two movies just don't work because all the Marvel movies are action stuff. This is like, finally, let's just give Thor his own flavor, which is comic action sci-fi. Mm. And it worked. And a lot of the complaints that I have about other Marvel movies, which is, you know, kind of formulaic, and then the villain at the end is a shoehorned-in villain that hasn't been in the movie long enough for me to care about right. why they're fighting him. Mm. This, movie's, this movie kind of solves that problem. And you get to see Hulk fight a giant zombie wolf, which is super rad. It's cool. It's really cool. And all the designs are those classic Jack Kirby designs. So it's really colorful. It's really trippy looking. There's lots of lights. And uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. And he is awesome in everything he does. Does he steal the show? Oh, yeah, dude. He's he's hysterical. He's great. He's great. So yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Um, Watched a bunch of other stuff, but we'll save those for another day. I was why I rewatch an Archer. There's never a bad time to watch Archer. Netflix yeah. just pulled it though, so I'm a little bummed about that. Oh man. Um, yeah, no collective collective sigh. We're all upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been rewatching Big Time Hollywood, Florida. It's on YouTube, but you have to buy it. And nobody's seen this show, but it was one of the funniest things I ever saw. And it's about these two brothers in Florida that are jerks, and their parents kick them out of the house, and they just want to be make movies. They're like, we want to make movies. We just want to you know, make, make our movie and be in Hollywood. And their parents kick them out of the house, and they go, wait, here's how we don't get kicked out of the house. We tell them we're on drugs. So then they get thrown in rehab, and in rehab they meet Cuba Gooding Jr., and he's wrapped up in some giant like drug smuggling situation, and he owes like drug dealers money all over the place. And they keep cutting off pieces of Cuba Gooding Jr. throughout the show. So like they start. And by it's Cuba Gooding Jr. playing Cuba playing, Gooding Jr. Playing him, yeah, playing himself <laughs> as a, as this like deranged coke addict. At first they cut off his fig, his little pinky finger. So then the rest of the show he has like a white pinky finger like taped to his hand. Mm-hmm. And then at one point like his hand gets blown off. So then he like has this white hand duct taped to his thing, and it's hysterical. They find Jason Alexander, the Jason Alexander, and it turns out he's like a creepy like human trafficker and <laughs> they rob him and Cuba Gooding Jr. gets his hand blown off uh, with a bomb in the safe and he drowns Jason Alexander with the blood of his stump 
What the hell? Did and you this just is make pl- this up. This is played as a comedy. This is all played for laughs. The whole thing wow. is played for jokes. And the kids end up getting the money to make the movie, but it's all a farce. And they make this movie called Monkey Largo, where somebody gets turned into an irradiated mutant monkey that I'd, I'd watch that. Yes. And Cuba King Jr. is the co-star in it. It is it's so out of control, hysterical, really dark comedy, like just super drowns a man with blood from his bloody stump. But I, I, Kate and I were just dying over it. It was hysterical. I love that show. And it got, I, it had one full season, but then like never heard anything else about it again. Uh, ben Stiller uh, produced it. He's oh, in no. it for a minute. No, I can't stand that guy. He's only in for one <laughs> episode. For me. He's nope. only in for one episode. I don't even want his scent on it. He, he, gets, <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot, riddled with bullets. Back in. <laughs> Turn it on. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, Ben Stiller. I know you're listening. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do legitimately hate you. <laughs> you are not welcome here. Yeah. Uh, you can only come on this podcast if you come for one episode and get shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if his agent contacted us. How fucking cool would that be? <laughs> he says, only if you use big calibers. <laughs> okay. Okay. That'll end it quicker. I watched a movie called Tragedy Girls, which was... Oh, I've heard a lot about it, and I've heard good things, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, really good. I don't know if great, but the kills in it were super solid. Mm-hmm. Super solid kills. So it's these two girls who decide to become serial killers. They want to be like super famous serial killers. So they kidnap like a Jason Voorhees, and they tie him up in, their, like, in a garage out in the middle of nowhere, and they're trying to get him to teach them how to be serial killers, and he's like, no, he does, he's not going to do that. So they're like, we just have to do it on our own. But they're using like Instagram and stuff to like drum up like fear for like people getting murdered. But the cops are whole time like, it's not a serial killer. And they're like, yes, it is a serial killer. You should keep looking into it. And they keep trying to get the cops to like make them famous before they like go on the lam. And everybody who pisses them off gets murdered. Everyone who pisses them off gets murdered. And it's it's hysterical. At one point, like this girl who takes over their like committee for prom or something pisses them off she's at wood shop and they go and they're threatening her they're wearing masks and they have knives and they're threatening her and the girl accidentally presses this button gets her leg tangled in a chain lifted up in the air and then swings like a pinata into a circular saw at her face and it just explodes and they're like what sort of prom is this <laughs> i would go prom. like great yeah. <laughs> yeah i've never been to a cool prom but it's i a, would go there it's a carry theme prom just, just to- dude, yeah, and like i'm assuming that that thing that you just described was yeah. not something that was like supposed to happen no 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 it was it was all like like, there's a table saw at a prom i'm definitely going just in case (laughs) (laughs) they should open up the wood shop to all the proms right see what happens (laughs) just keep the glasses on oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there there has been one more thing i've been watching yeah what's that it's a weird one so Netflix has actually been doing a ton of just like original animes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess like maybe not even starting with the Godzilla movie, but they also have like animated TV shows. Yeah. There's this one, I can never pronounce the name right. It's called like Kagaguri or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's about a high school that is kind of built on the foundation of really rich kids that gamble a lot. Uh-huh. The whole show is about anime people that are gambling like <laughs> high stakes gambling for like millions and millions. And there's like a new transfer student that seems really in- innocent, but 
He's actually like a super gambler. Oh, and everybody's <laughs> sandbagging. Yeah. And everybody in the show is like, because they even say it at one point, it's like you have to be truly psychotic to gamble this much. Huh. All the people in the show are like that shit insane. And they do like different styles of gambling. There's one where they're like uh, Russian roulette. Yeah. For like actual Russian roulette with like bullets and shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I love it. I now, watched are, the whole thing. Are they doing the Russian roulette? Or are they like paying sad no they're doing it themselves because there's one girl in it that like genuinely wants somebody to kill her oh man (laughs) and they're gambling for that it's yeah it's really ridiculous that's insanity have you ever seen a movie called 13 zemetti it's a french film and it's about a guy who he needs money his family needs money and he's the guy that has been paying him to do odd jobs and kind of keeping him afloat dies and he's like shit there goes my that was my ticket that guy was going to let me like renovate his house or whatever he was going to pay me money to keep doing stuff so so yeah his his ticket's gone so he's snooping through this dead guy's house and he finds a a letter and he's like money might be in that letter so he opens the letter and in it it's just like an address it's like show up here and he's like i got nothing left so he shows up to this place and they're like you're the 13th contestant, right? And he's like, yes, I am. What's going on? Is there money involved? And they're like, yeah, tons of money. And he's like, yeah, I'm in. And it's a Russian roulette underground like murder ring. And he is suddenly handed a gun, marched into a room. There's all these people uh, on this like level above them betting on them. And the guy in the middle is like, everybody point the gun to the guy in front of you. You're standing in a circle. When the light comes on, you pull the trigger. And it's like... Suddenly, the movie turns into the most tense thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it is. And it starts with the dude like, I want to get out. I want to get out. And like the people are like, no, dude, you're in. You are in, in, in. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> you are in. It's French. So they're like. Uh, you know how they are. No, monsieur. Um, and it doesn't really sound like something the French would do, at least stereotypically. It's gnarly. It's a really gnarly movie. Really tense, but one of those movies. It's black and white, and it's beautiful. It's so good. And and at the end, you're just like, oh man, what a what a fucking mind trip. It's worth checking out though. Thirteen Zametti, and so it's spelled weird. It's like T Zametti. It makes me think like when you kind of bumble into a social situation and you kind of don't hear what something says or what someone says. Yeah. And then you like just go along with it for a second and you're like, oh fuck, that's what it was. Like the other day I got, I went to a massage parlor and the woman asked me, a, uh. it doesn't, no, it's not, it's not as bad. <laughs> the woman like asked me a question and I had no idea what she said. I thought she said, do you want tea? And I said, yes, please. And she gave me a receipt. So that's what it was. But like that could have been worse. I can't uh. think of a, a situation where, I've bitten it worse than that, but like uh, we've all been in a I got situation. one for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you may have noticed. One time this handsome guy was like, hey, want to be my roommate? You're like, wait, what? <laughs> As of last week, had beautiful long hair. I was super into how long my hair was. It was like, oh, you're head. right. Oh, yeah. And I went to get a little trim. I wanted to get an inch cut off, just an inch all around, just to tighten it up, you know, clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you want me to clean up around your ears? And I thought she meant like, you know, they take the little, the little, the little buzzers and they just go around the ear. Mm-hmm. No, she just started chopping off my locks and I was like, no. You just pantomime that with two hands doing two scissors. So in my mind, she's double fist and scissors, just like Edward does her hands. She's Edward does her hands, yeah. Seeing like slow motion hair going over your eyes. No. My so pissed. A girlfriend that I had a while ago was the kind of person who like, when she got into that situation, would not be like, oh no, no, wait, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. She would just go along with it because she would be like embarrassed 
I'm only ima- I'm imagining now that this chick gets like accidentally pushed into this French suicide gun <laughs> ring and is like, oh shit. <laughs> like I would walk in, I'd be like, "Oh wait, no, 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 no! I thought this was like something sexy or something cool." It's like I, I am not in for suicide, gun shooting, uh, Russian roulette. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you, French people. I think my ex girlfriend would just be like, <laughs> "Like I'd rather murder than be socially awkward." Yeah, exactly. Even a little she, bit. That's, she really would. Well, he, he tries him. to leave, but they force him back. They're like, "Fuck you! You get in there, or we'll kill you over here." So die in there and maybe get some money, or. Die out here. Oh, if there's money, I would yeah. stay. I'm good at everything. I, how would I lose? <laughs> even if even if I chambered a bullet when I went to shoot it, I would probably feel it coming, and I would just move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby and I played a game once when we lived together. <laughs> was it? What did we do? We call it Nerf Russian Roulette. I mean, it was basically that. Yeah. <laughs> With a big giant Nerf yes. rifle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We we did also play Nerf Kurt Cobain, yeah. which was with a double barrel Nirvana, Nirvana. <laughs> and you had to shoot yourself in the mouth and not flinch. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Is you had to sit there like a man and take it. Uh, we this is to- what we did instead of get other jobs. I know, like you had a girlfriend at the time. I don't remember if I had a girlfriend at the time, but like I could have been spending time either with a girlfriend or trying to get a girlfriend. Instead, we were like oh, Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana. That's pretty really good. Oh. Nerf Courtney Love. <laughs> You just lay, that's the easy one. You just lay naked in a bathtub for a Larry Flint movie. <laughs> Injecting myself with nerve heroin needles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. Well. Well, we've we've kind of gotten off topic. <laughs> it's our off topic episode, man. That's what we've been watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Chris, thanks for coming on this episode. Thanks for having me. We're going to be recording that Godzilla episode. In the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod. And you can check us out on our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Next week on April 4th, we are releasing our crosscast with the people over at the Test Pattern Podcast. We had a lot of fun. We were talking about Italian horror movies. We dive into all that great stuff. Zombie, Lucio Fulci, Dario Argento, Mario Bava. You can catch Tab and Jacob on our podcast, but we also appeared on the Test Pattern Podcast talking about two Italian horror films. We talk about Tenebrae and Twitch of the Death Nerve. You have to check this out. This is great. I am a huge fan of Italian horror, and bringing the Test Pattern podcast on our show and getting to go on their show was so much fun and really just dive into this awesome genre. We hope you check it out. April 4th, it's going to be awesome. Two different podcasts, but both talking about Italian horror. It's going to be great. Till next time, Rocketeers out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.